Chip Tam and football. That's what Pittsburgh does. What's up, everybody? Brian Batko here for the first episode of our new PG Sports Now show on the Post Gazette's North Shore Drive network of podcasts. Chip Tam and football is, I guess, you could call it a working title for this particular show. Obviously, a, a Wedding Crashers reference. Uh, are you a Wedding Crashers fan, Tyler? Oh, a- absolutely. Who, who isn't? You know, that was like the. Uh... The, the peak of comedy, I, I, when's like the last good comedy that even came out? You're like, I have to see this movie. I, I feel like it's been about a decade. Yeah, that's kind of a that's kind of a bygone era. Uh, I know Kenny Pickett is a big Wedding Crashers guy. We're going to talk a lot about him uh, today with our guest, Tyler Dunn. Great NFL, long-form journalist, fantastic features writer who now has his own subscription site called Go Long. You can find it at golongtd.com. You may have also read his work at Bleacher Report or when he was a uh, beat reporter covering the Packers and Bills. Tyler, are you a little nervous at all to be the first guest on this show? Is that a lot of pressure for you personally and the Go Long brand? I got to say, my palms are getting a little sweaty here, Brian. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no Kenny Pickett under pressure here. I feel like, you know, I might bobble a snap. I might, you know, throw one into the dirt. A little, little nervous when you said number one show because I, I thought that, you know, you're a seasoned pro. You've been doing this for weeks, months, years. That's a bombshell, man. I didn't see yeah, that coming. Well, well, what this show is going to be each week is me hosting, sitting down with a guest who can offer an interesting perspective on the Steelers. Uh, sometimes it might be a national scribe or analyst like Tyler. Other times we might have a former player in that chair. And who knows what else we'll come up with over the course of the season. I'll just try, kind of try to steer the conversation, sort of think of it like a talk show. And we'll have fun with it. I wanted to have Tyler on uh, first, you know, number one, because we've chopped it up a few times over the years at Steelers practices. I uh, enjoy talking with him about stuff. Outside of football, but I also just saw him last week when he was in Pittsburgh uh, to spend some time with Kenny Pickett for a preseason deep dive, which he's going to tell us about while also offering some thoughts on the Steelers in general, the 49ers coming up on Sunday, wherever else the wind might take us. But first, this show is presented by Pella. There's no better place to get new windows and doors installed in your home than Pella, who can help you save on energy costs year-round. Schedule a free in-home consultation with your local Pella windows and doors to find the right product for your home and budget. Give them a call at 866-593-1560 to discuss your project further. That's 866-593-1560 to get started on planning your new windows and doors installation with Pella Windows and Doors of Pittsburgh. So, Tyler, let's begin by yeah giving you a chance to set the stage on what you're working on about K, uh, KP8, QB1, the Steelers franchise quarterback. I've been writing Kenny Pickett stories since 2017 when I covered him at Pitt for the Post-Gazette including the first profile I ever did on him, which led with an anecdote about how he actually draws a lot of inspiration as a football player from UFC fighter Conor McGregor. And then five years later, he's doing the Conor McGregor walk after rifling a touchdown pass to Pat Fryermuth in a preseason game at Akershire Stadium. I'm just always fascinated to hear how people outside of Pittsburgh who haven't followed Pickett's every move since his freshman year in college kind of view him. I'd love to hear how your perception may have changed or just been reinforced from your conversation with him in the locker room. Yeah, you know, I think obviously I'm parachuting into like different environments, different locker rooms, different right. teams, and that with, with that comes some pros and cons. Like you've got this relationship with a quarterback, you you've seen him, you've been around him, um, you probably know Kenny Pickett better than Kenny Pickett knows himself in a <laughs> lot of ways. Uh, I, I'm kind of coming at it from the perspective of comparing him to other starting quarterbacks that I've talked to or been sure. around. Um, you know, even back to uh, covering the Packers at the Journal Sentinel, the Bills at the Buffalo News, and then those four years of Bleach Report, and this is my fourth season at Go Long. I got to say, through that, whatever it's been, 
13, 14 years covering the NFL, very rarely do you run into a, a quarterback w- with the kind of swag that Kenny Pickett has, right? And he doesn't try to hide it. He doesn't run from it. I think he kind of owns the fact that he's got some cockiness to him, right? A little, a little shit to him. You got to have that in yeah. a quarterback. But I think a lot of quarterbacks, they try to like put a mask up, right? They, they know they've got to be that way. So either they, they, they are that, but they try to kind of project and pretend and uh, play Halloween. Like they, they'll, they'll try to just spew cliches and run everything through this poll tested algorithm for what they think a quarterback should be and, and what they should say especially somebody who's only started half of a season like Kenny Pickett. Um, and that one-on-one setting, I got the sense that he is so comfortable in his own skin. And why not? I, I think it's because of his upbringing. I mean, I, I get it. All these guys say they've been counted out. They're all two-star yeah, guys, yeah. three-star guys, <laughs> right? I mean, it's too small. Storyline. Yeah, <laughs> It does get a little tiresome, uh, but it's real with him. I mean, you know, he had this crazy growth spurt late. Right. He was a two-star guy. He he played at a public school just to be with his buddies. He gets to pit third string, uh, has that awful a- ACC championship game against Clemson. Yeah, his, I mean, that his sophomore him. year. Yeah, a lot of people were like, I remember I was wondering covering the team at the time, like, is this really the guy or, you know, is he just kind of one of those forgettable quarterbacks that you won't hear much from? It turned out to be the complete opposite of that. Ex- exactly. I, I think that that is – it gives it substance. It makes it real. This isn't forced. He's been counted out. He's com- He has consistently just raised his own ceiling, high school to college, to the pros. I mean, you know, we've got Bob McGinn's draft series that go long, and he's talking to more scouts than, than anybody that covers the draft. He's done it for 40 years. A lot of scouts, they, they really, they viewed Kenny Pickett as a quarterback with a ceiling. The small hands that we heard about ad nauseum, um, ACC. I mean, what what is this guy? And I think that he genuinely has used this all as as motivation. And th- this is the kind of quarterback that I think of Mike Tomlin, you know, a, a head coach with, with plenty of swag, plenty of confidence, bravado himself. If he could just like create a quarterback that he wants in a lab, from a personality standpoint, just on my interaction with Kenny Pickett and like comparing him to other guys I've talked to. That's what he's looking for, right? And, and you saw it. I don't think that those those comebacks in those fourth quarter drives were, were fluky. I mean, that is an extension of, of who he is. Yeah, that, that might be his kind of winning edge. And you're right. I think there is a lot of quiet confidence. And when he was coming out of pit, I remember thinking, look, a lot of people are talking about the physical traits. There's not a ton of upside there. But I always kind of thought his his upside potential was just how hard he was going to work and how he could kind of raise that ceiling by, yeah, just you know, putting the effort in, eat, sleep, breathe, football 24-7. And it, it certainly seems like he's done that. I mean, I did a, a piece last year on how he had it, his own little – some people called it an office. He said it's more of just like a little cubby or pod in the team meeting room, and he just spends a ton of time in there watching film. You know, what was, what was kind of your perspective on him last season? You know, I know that the Steelers, after that two and six start, you know, <laughs> They weren't really on the national radar much. They kind of became out of sight, out of mind. But then they start doing some things after the bye. Pickett's playing better. You know, he's leading them to, to victory after victory in, in crunch time. You know, part of me thinks, you know, you're going to kind of regress to the mean when you're a team like that. But the other part of me thinks, again, kind of like you just said, Tyler, if your skill is being clutch, then that's going to lead to winning more close games than not. 
Exactly. I think that what people struggle with, with a quarterback like Kenny Pickett is what, what is his superpower? Yeah. Uh, what, what is that singular trait that is going to help him last long-term? And, you know, I, I think that, you know, and Brett Favre has talked about this, like when he went to the combine back in the day, you know, Southern Miss, he wants to just throw the ball through a wall because he <laughs> figured, you know what, at least everybody's going to see that I've got this insane arm strength and then they'll do something with it. Um, you know, it's no different than quarterbacks today. I mean, Josh Allen, raw as hell out of Wyoming. I, I remember watching his game against Oregon and thinking, this guy's not going to last in the NFL. But he had that really, really strong arm. And the Bills had the infrastructure with Brian Dable, and he had the personal infrastructure with Jordan Palmer and the work ethic to do something with it. Um, Lamar Jackson speaks for himself. Joe right. Burrow, I mean, the mind and, and the way he sees the game is just so different. I think with Kenny Pickett, it, everybody's been trying to figure out like what is his superpower? Like what, what does he do? That's just different. And maybe that's why he never really got the hype, the love. I mean, I feel like we're, we're hyping these quarterbacks up to an insane degree through draft season, which is now longer than just February, March, and April. It's 12 months. And Kenny Pickett never had that hype. I mean, everybody just looked at him as a jag, just a guy. Yeah. And Um, being the 20th overall pick, I mean, he was the first one picked in that class, but that's not very high for a, a quote unquote, you know, future of the franchise type QB to go. Exactly. I think though, all along, you know, this better than anybody, Brian, he probably did have a superpower and we're, we're going to see this year. I mean, this is the team and the time, and they expect to win. So, you know, we, maybe we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. But I think that just that cool and that calm late in games is something that a lot of quarterbacks don't have, let alone somebody that's a rookie thrown in there in the middle of the season. Um, granted, he wasn't necessarily playing Super Bowl contenders in December last year. I mean, that's a pretty right. big caveat. But there's veteran quarterbacks who struggle in those moments. I mean, even like uber talented, accurate guys, like, like a Kirk cousins up until last year, the knock on him was Monday night football, primetime games, playoff moments. He's just not going to be enough. Um, I I think Kenny Pickett has that. So now it's a matter of, okay, physically, what is he? Well, he put on 15 pounds of muscle, you know, he was adding about a pound and a half a week. We got into that. We'll be in our story. And I think that he, just hyper analyzed himself um, in, in a way that is kind of rare. I think all quarterbacks, you know, if you don't work hard, you're not going to last in the NFL, but there are quarterbacks who work extremely hard. And then guys who just kind of go through the motions. I mean, he analyzed every single one of his throws, the completions, the incompletions to figure out how he can get better. I, I think he did. Absolutely. I'm going to get more into the, the Steelers as a team in 2023 and what they might end up being. Also, Brock Purdy from the Niners. That's worth talking about, too, ahead of this week one matchup between two second-year QBs from opposite ends of the spectrum. One, the first uh, quarterback picked in that class, and the other, the very last player picked in that class. First, a word from Goldberg, Persky, and White. If you were diagnosed with mesothelioma or lung cancer, call your local attorneys at Goldberg, Persky, and White for over 40 years Their firm has represented thousands of lung cancer and mesothelioma victims. Call 1-800-COMPLEX or visit gpwlaw.com for a a free consultation. And also Propel Schools. Propel's 13 public charter schools in Allegheny County right here build a solid academic foundation for lifelong learning and offer more personalized instruction at every level during your child's kindergarten through 12th grade education journey. Give your children the quality education they deserve. 
Learn more and apply to Propel Schools by visiting propelschools.org. Tyler, you were also, this time last year, I, were you out at Latrobe last year in training camp? Did we hang out there, or was that at the South Side? Yeah, that was uh, Latrobe. I think okay. I was there for TJ Watt, sat down with him for, for a while. Which yeah, was, and you did a story on how the right? Steelers may have, you know, they could have been one of the disruptors of last season, and then TJ Watt himself tears his pack week one in a disrupting type of win at Cincy to, to open the season, but he goes down and, you know, they really couldn't sustain or, or be what they were supposed to be defensively without him. But I, I know Watt really believed last year. I know Cam Hayward really believed in kind of setting a new tone in life after Ben. Didn't happen in the first season with Mitch Trubisky at the helm, and, and Mitch himself only lasted three and a half weeks before they did turn to Kenny Pickett. But what's your 30,000-foot view of what the Steelers are now that it is Kenny's team, and you still have – that nucleus of big time dudes on defense who, you know, they want to set up that next generation of Steelers for success. And, you know, the, the old age old Tomlinism, the standard being the standard. I, I think like the older I get, Brian, the more I come around to uh, just culture meaning something. And I would cringe to look back at maybe like a story I did at Bleacher Report at one point. We know when the Browns got OBJ, they had all this talent. I remember like mocking culture, like, oh, what a, what a joke. Anybody who thinks, oh, you got to have the process and the building. Like, no, give me all the talent in the world. Well, yeah. the more you're around this game, the more you realize like you do need to have a strong locker room, a culture, and a coach at the top in Mike Tomlin who just establishes all of that. And being around him at length, like later that season, actually, for a story of Bleacher Report and just seeing how it's different in Pittsburgh, it made me a believer. I, I guess, they're all, as, as your listeners and viewers know, I mean, they're always going to be good. They're, yeah. they're never going to be below 500, the stat that we hear all the time. But the reason for that is I, I think it's just different in Pittsburgh, right? The training camp practices are different. They're actually hitting. There's actually contact. The, there's urgency. I mean, some of these training camp practices, it can kind of feel like a country club atmosphere. It's, yeah, it's you go to like a lot of these. Pittsburgh. I mean, it seems like some teams kind of flip that switch when they do a joint practice, but the Steelers don't do that. They pretty much lean on themselves to compete and, and fuel that fire. So it's, I think it's that combined with like seeking a very specific demeanor, temperament. Kenny Pickett kind of is in line with that. Like, Gosh, I remember talking to some players in that locker room. I mean, they got some intimidating dudes. I mean, Vince Williams, he's he's a scary guy. He's cut from that Greg Lloyd. Yeah, <laughs> James Harrison. Yeah. Yeah, James Harrison. Um, it, it really is generational. I mean, it's it is one era, one decade to the next era to the next decade. I mean, it has carried through. It's it's really crazy to think how it, it's a feel in that locker room that they're gonna be nasty, they're gonna be violent. And there is a standard that they need to uphold. It's not, you know, BS, drivel, cliche, like it's legitimate. So I, I think that being said, they're, they're going to compete. I don't care about all these quarterbacks in the AFC. I mean, they're going to be in the picture. I mean, granted, the NFL lets half the teams in the conference <laughs> in the playoffs anyways, right? Everybody gets a pizza party and right. you know, some candy. <laughs> but you're right. That identity of the Steelers sort of raises their floor year in and year out, I would say. Yeah. And I do think, like Mike Tomlin, if you were to catch Mike Tomlin in an honest moment, Brian, I mean, if you were to really ask him, okay, in your division, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, I think what he would tell you is, I'm not worried about Lamar Jackson. Like, we can figure him out. Like, these, he, he is an athletic quarterback that we, we can corral. 
Like we can contain Deshaun Watson. I don't think he's that concerned about Deshaun Watson. Joe Burrow's the one I think he'd be a little worried about. And uh, who is in this league? I mean, you got to be. Is, exactly. The processing and the weaponry around him, a better offensive line. I think Cincinnati's still the team to beat in the division, but I think Pittsburgh's right there. And they, they, they have beaten Joe Burrow. They've beaten the Bengals. And why wouldn't they be able to do it again? So I think that alone gives them an edge. Having a defensive mind who is prepared for this gauntlet in the AFC. And then it's a matter about your own, your own quarterback, your own offense. If, if, it does, if you do engage in a shootout, can you win that shootout? We're going to find out. I was going to say it. I'll, I'll probably finish up uh, asking you about this. I mean, I think, you know, the Steelers in, in general, like you said, that 9-8, and 10-7 and seven floor is always going to be there with them for the most part because of everything else that they've built. But they put their chips on Kenny Pickett to elevate that and, and raise everybody's game. The Niners are putting their chips on Brock Purdy, who's going to come in here on Sunday at, at 1 o'clock for the first Steelers opener at home in eight years so that the crowd is going to be foaming at the mouth for that one. What are your impressions of the 49ers with Purdy uh, running the show? Obviously, they, they, they found a gem in him, as he showed at the end of last season. But I think at least here in Pittsburgh, a lot of the fans I've talked to, they're not not worried about him in the 49ers offense necessarily. You know, Christian McCaffrey, scary. Debo Samuel, scary. That defense is filthy good. But uh, what do you make of that whole situation with Kyle Shanahan? I know you recently wrote about him and his (laughs) strange management of quarterbacks. Trey Lance out, Brock Purdy in. What should Steelers fans expect in this game, Uh, you know, from a a guy who was pretty much a no-name this time last year? Yeah, Brian, I think what I wrote was Kyle Shanahan has handled the quarterback position with like the tender love and care of, <laughs> you know, the buffoon in your fantasy football league that you're trying to rip off every year. I mean, he it's just, the dichotomy blows my mind. Here you have a brilliant play designer, play caller. I will inject the absolute correct play that will work into your headset, play to play kind of coach, which is great. But I think we've seen that that kind of coach, that kind of team, that kind of mode of operation has a ceiling. And that ceiling is Jimmy Garoppolo has Emmanuel Sanders wide open down the field against the Kansas City Chiefs and he can't hit him. Yeah. So it blows my mind that Kyle Shanahan recognized that ceiling because in the next year, Josh Allen just absolutely tasers them on Monday Night Football. Robert Sala's defense is embarrassed. Um, Allen was like 32 of 40 for almost 400 yards, did whatever the hell he wanted that night. So Kyle Shanahan realizes, okay, I got to get my own freak show. Sells the farm for his own, in theory, freak show in Trey Lance. And I get it. Like they've had the worst luck with injuries. I think Jimmy Garoppolo was healthy two or five years. Trey Lance is going to be the guy. And then he breaks his ankle. It's right. It was an ankle. I can't keep track of all these. I mean, he was behind the eight ball from the beginning there with that. So, yeah. So it's like, okay, but he was, this is what blows my mind though. Like, Trey Lance was so good last year that Jimmy Garoppolo could never compete with him. Like you didn't even allow Jimmy Garoppolo the opportunity to compete with Trey Lance. Like Trey Lance is your guy. A year later, Brock Purdy is so good and so talented. The last pick in the draft that Trey Lance, who you traded all those picks for, isn't good enough to even compete with him. It's just, it's bizarre. They know these quarterbacks better than us. I mean, they see Trey Lance day in and day out. Maybe he isn't any good. Maybe something did change. I I don't know. I just don't think the 49ers are going anywhere as long as Kyle Shanahan's the coach in terms of winning Super Bowls. I think that 
they're kind of maxing out with all of these crazy talents around the quarterback position, you know, arguably the best left tackle, best tight end, positionless freaks like Juszczyk and Debo Samuel and Bryant, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. I, 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 I get it. Like they are a Super Bowl contender. That's what Vegas tells us. I think that uh, that inability to just find a stud quarterback or that to, to want a quarterback who can make other problems go away is, is going to catch up to you because eventually you're going to need that quarterback to cover up for issues elsewhere. Every, everything else just can't be perfect every year. Um, and that's kind of how they want to operate. And also it takes a little while I, I, for a Kyle Shanahan team to get going. I, I'd take Pittsburgh to win this game, especially at home. Well, I was going to say, I mean, first step of the journey for both those teams who you kind of distilled down what I was thinking. I mean, similar situations in the sense that the rosters two to 53 are very strong, but question marks about what the quarterbacks are going to be in year two, although they both showed some very encouraging signs down the stretch last season. It'll be a fun one on Sunday. I I think it'll be close for sure. And uh, again, you know, whoever comes out on top in that one, well, you know, they'll have some buzz because by virtue of who they end up beating and how they'll have to do it to get that win. Tyler, thanks so much for sitting down and, and joining me for this uh, maiden voyage. Uh, I'll just let you kind of leave leave the viewers <laughs> with a little bit of, uh, you know, where they can find you, what they can expect from it, and uh, anything else you want to say here as we part. Man, it's it's an honor to be your first <laughs> guest. So so thank you, and I'm, I'm really glad that the kids over my shoulder – They've been snoozing this whole time. Yeah, mine so are at the library. So yeah, mine are at the <laughs> library. So I don't know that we'll have that good of luck every uh, you know Tuesday that we put this show out. But uh, yeah, we also talk a lot about a, da- uh, a lot about dad things too when we're yeah. together. So we might have to do this again in the future well, and, and reconnect. I, I also like I, I went for a run yesterday and Zach Bryan came on and I just started laughing because I'm like <laughs> you like nailed it. I love Zach Bryan and you're like man. Hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn. This might be a take. No, you're good. The atmosphere. Okay. Uh, but you're like, you know, he's just kind of, it's just a little too sad for yeah. you, right? Like Un- unrelenting downers for me with him. <laughs> Definitely not like, good running. What does that say about me that I love Zach Bryan? Like, am I just an unrelenting? I hope I'm not an unrelenting. No, you like just bring so much energy guy. and spirit elsewhere that you actually need him to bring you to your equilibrium, I think. I think that's <laughs> I like what it, it is. I like it. Well, I listen to Boney Vera every time I write stories. So, I mean, that's. Talk about a downer. That really brings you down. So you might be onto something there. <laughs> but, uh, well, I guess, you know, it's, it's just a matter of what you're listening to as you're, you're writing Kenny Pickett. That, that, could set, uh, that could set the tone for everybody here. GoLongTD.com. That's right. We'll, uh, we'll have a Kenny Pickett profile up later this week. And, you know, Steeler fans have always been awesome. So I absolutely have to uh, tap into the Steelers coverage this year. Like you said, I mean, they started with what, two and six, two and seven. Yeah. I kind of just forgot about them and just didn't even <laughs> care. And I, I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think we'll definitely be down there in Pittsburgh a handful of times. Um, God, those former Steelers are always great too. We've had LeVon Kirkland on our podcast. Uh, he's yeah. just like a factory of stories. Uh, Chad Brown is awesome. For Greg sure. Lloyd, when you can get him, is <laughs> just as scary as he was when he played. So definitely try to uh, get that nostalgia going at the site as well. If people want to subscribe, uh, golongtd.com. For sure. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, for checking us out here. We are going to do this every week uh, with various guests throughout, and it should be a fun time. Uh, he's Tyler Dunn. I'm Brian Batco. Thanks for checking us out here on the uh, PG Sports Now show. Chip Tam in football. That's what Pittsburgh does. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the rest of our coverage from the Post-Gazette for the rest of this week. 
Thank you for checking out this content from Post Gazette Sports. If you enjoyed the video, please like it and subscribe to our YouTube podcast. channel. Check out our Apple Podcast channel for more podcast content. Click below for a special deal of 99 cents for a three-month subscription to the Pittsburgh Post Gazette.